Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders podcast. I'm Karen Conrad and I'm so grateful that you joined us today. We've got a really fun topic that we are talking about. This podcast is called It's Time for Change. I'm going to start out reading the definition of change. It's to make someone or something different, to alter or modify. Now, that's just a straightforward definition, but there's so much in this that we need to be aware of. And I believe God calls us to seasons of change when we are ready to go to the next level or maybe when we need to change course. You know, in business, it's so helpful to know if something in the market is changing or something around the corner or maybe something that we plan to work, something adjusted like what we just went through recently, like the supply chain or having to adjust with COVID restrictions, right? We've all had to master life differently. And most often, at least in my experience, probably in yours as well, change is actually a way for us to go to the next level of promotion. Change leads to profit and growth. It leads to success. And just like when a little baby eagle is ready to start flying, you know what? The mom eagle makes the nest very uncomfortable. I even read something that when it's time for a little eaglet to learn to fly, the mom puts the baby in uh, her talons, goes way up high and drops a little baby so that they find their wings. And of course, is there as a safety net. When you think about that, it was time for that eaglet to change into beginning to grow up and be an adult. And when that happens, sometimes there's discomfort, maybe even a little fear, like, oh my goodness, this is something that I got used to and change is a little scary. Just like with that eaglet, I'm sure that was flying through the air thinking like, oh my gosh, but then they find their wings. And that's what I want to encourage you with today is to help you, first of all, to discern when you are going into a season of change, because we need to know, is this something where God is leading me to change? Or is this something I just need to maybe have some perseverance with? But also knowing that discomfort at times is something that God allows for us to really get that strength to make a change. So I'm going to be covering three areas that could indicate you need a change. Basically, these are questions that we'll ask ourselves to know if we're entering into a season of change. Number one, do you feel like you're going through the motions with no forward movement towards your agreed upon goals and the vision that God has shown you? Number two, 
your life work balance? Is it out of sorts? And this can either be too much work or not enough work with too much idle time. And number three, activities and expenses not leading to revenue or making a difference. Let's start with number one. Are you going through the motions with no forward movement towards your agreed upon goals and the vision that God has shown you? This is a great question to ask because we can get so busy with life that we just keep doing day to day. We just go meeting to meeting or do what we've always done. But when we pause, like what we're doing today and ask the question, my goodness, is what I'm spending my time on each day actually bringing me toward the goal and the vision that God has shown me? We recently went through a a change. Like we realized that our activities, what we were doing on a day-to-day basis was not leading us to the place we know that we were called to in real estate. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Then I'm going to give you a scripture that will encourage you. As we were working on our real estate projects, what we were finding is that Levi, who is the one here that is kind of overseeing the projects, was so busy traveling with his work, you know, on Zoom meetings that the actual thing that we all felt called to do and accomplish was kind of on the last of his list. It was sort of, you know, after I got all these other obligations done, then I work on real estate. And unfortunately, we end up in those situations a lot in life. And those are good questions to ask. And as a result of us going through this process, we made the decision that Levi would come into the real estate business full time. And you know what? In the last two weeks, we have gotten more done on these projects than the last two to three months. And it was that discomfort of, my goodness, will we ever get this done, that we really sought the Lord and felt that this was the time to map out how to make that happen. Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2 is a really good scripture for us, a series of scriptures for us to take a look at. And I'm starting with verse one because there's some context here that I think ties into this point. It says this, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the tower and I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what answer I will give as a spokesman when I am reproved. So the author of Habakkuk was not very happy with the way that things were going, quite disgruntled as you read it and really upset with God. And I think sometimes in our life, when we hit those difficult patches, we can tend to feel the same way. And in this situation, he's like, that's it. I'm going to stand in front of God. I'm going to tell him what I think of him and how he's handling this. And he was prepared for God to probably really let him have it, right? But listen to how the Lord answered him. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. Isn't that interesting? And that's what with this question, as you're going through the motions, the question to answer is, am I seeing forward movement towards the vision? Or do we maybe need to go back to the vision clarify it and put it back in the forefront. Because once we have the vision, it is much easier to make decisions that line up with supporting it. There's a story that my husband shares with me as we have these conversations. And he looks at me and he says, you know, it's like the dog with the nail. 
And there's a story where there's a dog sitting on the, the front porch and he didn't move day after day. And the owner discovered that he was actually sitting there with a nail in his skin, which would be uncomfortable. And the farmer asked the dog, like, you know, why are you sitting here with a nail being poked in you? And he's like, ah, you know, it's uncomfortable, but it's not uncomfortable enough to have to move, right? So when we talk about things where we know that there's change that we need to make, we look for the indicator that, you know what, are we uncomfortable enough? Or are we just going to sit here with that nail because we can handle it, even though it's a little dis, you know, a little discomfort with it. And oftentimes the Lord knows that we have to get to a place that maybe we are experiencing frustration or things just are to the point that we say, all right, I need to make a change. And in that case, the place to go is back to the vision and then look to see if what you are doing on a day-to-day -day basis is actually going to map out to contribute towards you achieving that vision and seeing that vision become reality. So here's what you can do. The answer, if you are in that situation and you're thinking, my goodness, Karen, I'm really uncomfortable and I'm ready to make a change. Regroup on the vision that God has given you. What are you seeing with where you want your life to go and map out the steps to get there? So some of the things that we did is we made the change, like I said, with Levi's job where he came on full time, but then there were some legal items we had to get in place. We had to get our accounting in order. We had to get some entities set up and bank accounts established. And we knew like we need to spend our time there as we map things out to where we wanted to go. And as we made the change with Levi, he's able to go through that checklist and we're making progress. So number one, going through the motions with no forward movement towards your agreed upon goals and the vision God has shown you is an indicator that you need to have change. Number two, life work balance is out of sorts. This can be either too much work or not enough work with too much idle time. Are you happy with how you spent your last month? Just think for a moment back on your last month. Have you had harmony in your relationships? Have you engaged the Lord in your day today? Do you go to bed happy and you're waking up happy? And if the answer is no, that is an indication that perhaps there's some change that needs to happen in your life. I think of it this way too. If I was to look back at this time in my life, would I be pleased with how I'm spending my time? If the answer is yes, great. But if the answer is no, then it's time to make a change. So here's something that will help you in this process. Matthew 11, 28 through 30, I'm reading from the New International Version, says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is a very helpful indicator because this is letting us know like if we're feeling stressed out, if we're feeling weary, if we're feeling burdened, and maybe if what we're doing is not sustainable in the long run, 
get with God and have him help show you what needs to change in your life. And also another indicator that I've seen with this in my personal life is I don't know how this happens, but somehow as I'm moving along, I shift as I get more competent in what I'm doing from being dependent on God to somehow putting like I'm self-dependent, like putting that fulfillment of things on myself. And when we do that, we are leaving so much on the table because God's going to call us to do things that really we can't do without his help. And when we uh, get competent, like I said, when we learn more about a process, it's very easy to go back to self-reliance. So this might be a time if you're listening and this is describing you, you know what? It might just be where you decide, you know what? I've been carrying this myself and God, I'm going to go back to you as my source and I'm asking you for help. And he never looks at us and says, nope, sorry, you're trying to do it yourself. I'm not going to help you. But he's like, yes, I was waiting for you. And we take his easy yoke upon us and the light burden. And sometimes that is the only change that is needed in this area. You know, I want to share a little story with you as a personal story. Levi was maybe seven or eight years old, and I had to learn this lesson the hard way. I was working at a bank, and I was managing like 27 locations in three states, and I was not only traveling, but I was just in meetings all day, and I had an incredible amount of responsibility, and I was really enjoying it, but I had gotten into this habit where I worked all day in meetings with other people. And then at five o'clock, I actually started to do my work, right? So I was doing my emails. I was doing maybe some templates or documents or communication and starting to put that together after the normal work day. And I remember Levi uh, coming over to the office and eating dinner with me while I would work. And then he would go back home with his dad. And I would stay in work. And, you know, this was not just a one or two day deal. This had become a habit. So I really learned as I went through this process and I'm thinking, if I look back on this time, would I be happy with the way I spent my time? And obviously the answer is no. And I can't get that time back, but I can learn from it. And I, you know, can thank God that he has, you know, helped me to learn this lesson, but also just helped in the process of it, that it hasn't affected Levi and my relationship at all, but we make mistakes, right? But I realized that I had gotten into the habit and I was so out of balance with my life and my work with my family that I was going down a path that I could potentially regret down the road. So I just made the adjustment and that might be something for you. Maybe this is, you're saying, Karen, this is how I'm spending my day right now. You know, that's not something God's called you to do. So maybe go through the process that I just described, get with God, ask him to show you how we can put the responsibility back on him and the weight of what we're trying to accomplish back on him. And our hearts and minds will be open to changes that we want to make. Here's something that you can do too with number three. This is activities and expenses not leading to revenue or making a difference. So as we're looking at we're spending our day busy, another way that you can look at this is, is the activities and the time I'm spending on a daily basis 
actually contributing to revenue or making an impact and making a difference. You know, we definitely um, are designed for profit and growth. We do prosper in the Lord, but that doesn't mean that that's the only measurement of success for us. We want to make an impact and make a difference as well. So first of all, let's talk about a process for, for us to take a look at what we're spending our time on and where our large expenses are, particularly in our business. And do they relate back to your revenue streams? So map out your revenue streams and um, list those out along with your totals. And then on the other side, list out your expenses and your activities, and then draw lines from your expenses and activities over to your revenue streams. Let me give you an example of that. Let's say that you've got an employee and uh, their job is to, maybe it's a copywriter and it's a salary that you have. It's an expense on your balance sheet and income statement. And is that person, is that expense contributing to a revenue stream? So in that situation, you might draw a line over to, you know, book sales, right? Or it might drive it over to blogs, well, blogs don't have a direct revenue stream. So is there something tied to that that leads to a revenue stream to grow your platform? But it's very eye-opening. You can do this in any business, in any ministry to get, again, put the activities and expenses on the right side and then put your revenue streams on the left and connect. Sometimes they line up well. Other times they just might even be you're spending a lot of money here in this area and your revenue coming in is very small comparatively. That gives you a clear picture on where your activities and expenses are contributing or not contributing to your overall goals and objectives. And then with impact that is not revenue related, making a difference, do the same thing, list out the impact or the difference that you want to make, and then take your activities and expenses and draw a line there. Here's a scripture for us to finish with on point number three, and it is Luke 10, 38 through 42. This is in the New International Version. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work for myself? Tell her to help me. And the Lord said, Martha, Martha. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. I think that is a great example for us as we look at how we're spending our time, our expenses, how we're spending our life. Is it contributing towards the vision that God has called us to? And if we are like Mary, where we are putting God first, we're going to see the results of it, but we're not going to have that toil and that burden and that stress. But if we're like Martha, trying to do it all in our own strength, but not getting the results that we are hoping for, it's a strong indication that a change is needed in our life.
Here's a recap of the three areas that we covered. Again, these are areas that could indicate that it's time for you to enter a season of change. Number one, if you're going through the motions with no forward movement towards your agreed upon goals and vision that God's shown you. Number two, if your life work balance is out of sorts, this can either be too much work or not enough work or too much idle time. And number three, activities and expenses that are not leading to revenue or making an impact to those around you. Do you know, Billy has got an amazing book that is called Change Mastery that helps us walk through change. That is available on our website at wealthbuilders.org, or you can purchase it on Amazon as well. And I want to encourage you to check out wealthbuilders.org, our website. We have thousands of free blogs and vlogs on content and a lot of it on change that Billy has written that you might want to check out to learn more about walking through change. So thank you so much for joining us. I pray that this has been a blessing for you. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.